0: Want to attend the legendary Thrive Time Show business workshop for free? Subscribe on iTunes, leave an objective review, and send us confirmation at info@thrivetimeshow.com to claim your tickets. Want to live in a van down by the river? Come by and see us at our Riverwalk offices, and we'll be able to make your dreams come true. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I am the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to get you into a great financial position. And one of the things that I have discovered, having done this show now for over a year and a half, having coached businesses for over 12 years, by the way, just Google my name, Clay Clark, and you can see the businesses I've started over the years uh, Dr. Z and I, between the two of us, we've been blessed to build 13 multi-million dollar businesses. And right now we're on the verge of of uh, uh, getting business 14, 15, 16, and maybe 17 into that orbit all, all at the same time. And it's not because we're geniuses. We just understand how to nail it and then scale it. So important. Nail it and then scale it. And so what happens is a lot of times... Uh, Thrivers will reach out to us, and they'll ask questions that are—I would call them ageist. You've heard about racist, you've heard about sexist, but there's also this thing called ageist, where a lot of young people don't believe that they have what it takes to be um, successful. They, don't, they don't, you know, they don't they don't think they have uh, the value. Uh, you know, there's 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 a value of young people, and I just don't think I don't think the average person thinks about. Being successful before a certain age, you know, you see a lot of people say, "Gosh, I'd love to be successful, but you know, uh, I probably couldn't do it until a certain age." And it, and it, I would just say that that's not usually true at all. And so, what I did is, uh, Eric Chupp and I got together, and we've compiled a list of a super successful entrepreneurs who had uh, big success at a young age. And um, I'm going to give these to you, and uh, as we go, I'm sure I'll kind of add some more as we go through the list, but let's just kind of go one by one through them. And, and uh, But, Chubb, what's the question from the actual Thriver?
1: says, should I be worried about a lack of experience from somebody I'm meeting with when they're just 22 years old?
0: Again, the question is, I'm just 22 years old. Should I be worried about the lack of experience when I meet with somebody? I mean, th- that's the question, you know? Should, should I be worried about my lack of experience? Think about that question again. I'm, 20, I'm just 22 years old. Should I be worried about my lack of experience? Well, okay, let's, let's talk about that. I mean, um, why would you be worried? Well, I, I don't know my job. Well, okay, if you don't know your job, that's a problem. Regardless of what age it is, Chef. I mean, I don't care if you're 55. Yeah, you could be 130. <laughs> Chef, have you have you researched the the Gallup poll on on disengaged employees? Have you ever looked that up here? I don't remember, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, let me look it up. I'll put it. On okay, the let notes. me just put this. I'm gonna just I'm gonna Google this up here. This is a Gallup poll here from disengaged employees, and I'm gonna just read this to you, and and, and hopefully this resonates with the listeners out there. And and Chef, I'll put this on the show notes. I'm okay, can just cool. copy that over here for you. I'll put it here. One of the things about being on the show with me is that I I might at any point bring up a statistic that I've read and then I'll just ask a question (laughs) like, hey, do you remember that? And they're like, no, because I wasn't there when you're reading it, you sick freak. So it's kind of a weird, a weird show to be on. it works, man. Hey, my babies, it's cool. (laughs) Okay, so this is what I want to, I want to share with you, okay? Um, Gallup. Did research and Chubb, can you read the now that I've got the now I've now that I have these stats on the show you. notes, could you read that to us? All
1: right, it says the percentage of US workers in 2015 who Gallup considered engaged in their jobs averaged 32%. The majority, 50.8% of employees were not engaged, while another seventeen point two percent were actively engaged disengaged the two- 2015 averages are largely on par with the 2014 averages and reflect little improvement in employee engagement over the past year
0: now chuff i would like for you to read one more fun factoid here okay. Now, this one comes to us if you can just pull up this article from u.s news and world reports now i know not everybody listening agrees with u.s news and world reports but i think it's important that you read uh part of this article We'll go back and forth kind of like run dmc can you start off the article here
1: yeah it says The title is, most teachers are not engaged in their job, Gallup finds. Yes. And so the beginning of the article says, for people who have a heavy influence on the engagement of young people, you'd think teachers would be more engaged in their jobs, yet nearly 7 in 10 are not emotionally connected to or are dissatisfied with their workplace, according to a new Gallup report.
0: As part of its State of America Schools report, released Wednesday, Gallup used the answers of more than 7,000 teachers regarding various aspects of their workplace. Seems like there's a lot of people in that subset, a lot of people in that research group, including whether they know what's expected of them at work and whether they have the materials needed to do their jobs and whether they feel their supervisors or others care about them as a person. On two points, teachers were the least likely of any profession surveyed on the work play, on, on, on workforce engagement. Again, on two points, teachers were the least likely of any profession surveyed on workforce engagement to respond positively whether they feel that their opinions at work count and whether their supervisor creates an open and trusting environment and it goes on and on and the point is seven out of ten teachers do not engage at work they're not emotionally engaged they're not willing to they say you know what it's just kind of like Whatever. Well, and one thing
1: is they go on to show a graph where it says, you know, p- teachers that are on the job six months or less are about, you know, 35% engaged. You can go all the way to 10 years or more, and it's only and it's
0: 32% are engaged. So eventually, teachers like, whatever, you know, whatever. I mean, Chuck, did you have I – mean, I remember in high school, I had Mrs. Jensen. Okay. And Mr. Beckerman. That was my two – Mr. Beckerman worked with me on speaking, and I'm telling you what, that guy – is the man. Yeah. And Mrs. Jensen worked with me on how to write, effectively really pushed me. I had two teachers my entire time in high school that ever pushed me. Yeah. Did you have any teachers that pushed you? I'm pretty get-along-to-go-along guy, so I liked all my teachers. They all
1: liked me. I mean, but I I would say, I, I'm not I'm saying say. actually I teaching. Say none of them pushed me. That's what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> so, okay. So here are the entrepreneurs that have had success before the age of 40. Now, this is a short list because this is kind of like an off the Cuff list. So, chop. Go ahead and read the list, my friend.
1: Okay, we've got Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know if anybody have heard of Facebook, but he was 19 years old.
0: Okay, let me give you another example, and I want to add this on the show notes. Andrew Carnegie. He started working at the age of 13 to support his parents, and he was able to support his family before the age of 20. Think about that. He started working at the age of 13. As an immigrant son, and was able to support his family before the age of 20. What was your first paid
1: job that you weren't kind of hustling to make money on your own?
0: My first paid job. What
1: what what, what time frame in your life? How old were you?
0: Well, uh, that's a good question. I, I was um, when I was 15. Uh, I worked at a job called the Norseman, and my boss, his name was Butch, mm-hmm. and uh, Butch drank vodka during the workplace. So he'd look at you like. You know, just totally like. If sp- I messed
1: up, or I'm gonna mess you up. What's up? I mean, he was
0: totally like not there. So a lot of times you'd talk to him and he'd say, "That's crazy." I uh, I just I. I you gotta say focus, kid. You gotta focus. <laughs> and so like he was hammered, but he was also violently hammered. Oh, uh, that's not good. So he would say, "I cannot I tell you, who I? who who are you?" And you're like, "Is he gonna throw up on me? <laughs> who are you, okay You go right in there and you cut that bathroom." And so I quit. I just threw up everywhere. <laughs> I quit. I worked at a place called the Pizza Factory. Okay. I quit. And each time my parents are like why are you quitting your jobs and I'm like cuz these people are morons. Right. So I went through a bunch of those jobs. Then I landed my triumvirate of super jobs. I worked at I, the triumvirate, that's three. 3. I worked at uh, uh uh this is this is powerful. Target, Target, Applebee's and DirecTV. And that's where I finally started to get some mentorship. Right. And while working at Target, I discovered that if I over-delivered, people would notice, and so I got hired for an internship at tax and accounting software at the age of uh, like late eighteen, early nineteen. I went from making like six seventy-five to eight an hour at all my jobs to making like fifteen an hour. You were living high on the hog. <laughs> I went to work, I was literally making six twenty-five an hour at some of these jobs to working in a tower, wearing a tie, making fifteen an hour. It was awesome. I got hired at tax and accounting software. And all I can say is that the DJ company was self-sufficient when I was 21. I I was able to bring in over $100,000 at the age of 21. And I remember we were living in a condo and Vanessa kept asking, well, why do we live here? And I'm going, because we're frugal. And she goes, but seriously, it's ridiculous. Why was it? <laughs> and we had all these DJs working out of the condo, people picking right. up equipment. I'm. It's weird. And so I, at the time, I thought it was a move. I lived at 67th and Lewis, if you Google map that. That's 67th and Lewis in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I believe our condo unit number was 6714. But we lived there. And uh, then it was like, I told Vanessa we were driving on Riverside one day. And I said, babe, you want to build a house? And she said, yeah. You know I do. So I was, I was like 21, you know, maybe 22. I think, it was, I think it was 21 when I built the house. And I remember when we moved into the house, I got asked, I'm not exaggerating, more than a dozen times, I don't know how many times, but people would come by neighbors who are in their 40s and 50s just now moving into a McMansion right. saying, well, what do your parents do? Where are they at? Never see them. <laughs> right. Read the, next, read, read the next success story that happened at a young age.
1: Okay, Matthew Mullenweg was the founder of WordPress, and he started the company before he was 20. This is huge. A Catherine Cook. What did she do? She was the creator of MyYearbook.com, and she started that thing at 15 years
0: old. What about David Karp? Founder of Tumblr, 21 years old. Varun Agrawal? Think about this for a second. He started a company at the age of 21. Next one, please. Pete Cashmore, CEO of Mashable, 20 years old.
1: Uh, another one. Blake Ross, creator of Mozilla Firefox, 19 years old.
0: I could go on and on and on and on. You know, Steve Jobs and Wozniak, they met up at the age of like when Steve was like, when Steve was 16. That's when the ideas that became that they became Apple began. So I'm just telling you That's I, about the Beatles story too, right? They were <laughs> All you need is love. Boop, all you need is love. Boop, boop, all you need, need is, is love. 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 Love is all you love need. All we gotta do need. more of a British thing. All you need is love. Boop, boop, boop. All you need, need is, is love. love. Boop, all you need is love. Love. Love, love is, all is all you, you need. need. I'm just telling you this. If you are out there and you have a pulse, you can do it. But here's the deal. You do not deserve the attention of the marketplace if you haven't prepared for that opportunity. So You're not care. entitled to that spot. So I don't care what age you are. I've met people that are 20 years old that are brilliant. Brilliant. People you say, gosh, that guy's awesome. But here is, I want to put a notable quote on here from Thomas okay. Edison. Thomas Edison said that genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Let's look that up. I want to make sure I'm not paraphrasing that. But but Thomas Edison, the guy who invented the 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 light bulb, the modern light bulb, uh, recorded audio, recorded video. He says what? Chuck, read it again to genius us.
1: Genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration.
0: Say it again.
1: Genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. I
0: want everyone to think about that. Genius is 1% inspiration. 99% perspiration. I'm going to give you an example of this. I have a friend of mine who went on to play basketball for the Boston Celtics. His name is Phil Pressey. I'll put a link to his basketball. Let's put a, let's put a link to his YouTube video of okay. him dunking on a guy so that people can see Phil Pressy dunking on another man during high school or, or the pros, we can see it. But Phil is playing professionally in Barcelona right now, and I don't know how it, the official height he has. We'll put it on the show notes. 5'8 is what it's saying. 5'8 is his official height. Six Chip, foot. How tall are you? I'm five, six feet. He's playing in the NBA. I can barely touch the net. (laughs) I want you to put this on the show notes because everyone has to see him dunk for the Celtics. I mean, it's crazy, but my man is a grinder. His father played uh, in the NBA. He was drafted in the first round by the Milwaukee Bucks. He played at the University of Tulsa. His father gave my dad his uh, NBA draft jacket. I can see it. It's right there. It's in the man cave here hanging up on the wall. When he saw that my dad was dying of cancer. Love Paul Pressey. But I'm going to tell you what. Phil Pressey made it to the NBA not as a result of of talent or skill, but because of that hard work. Again, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Stay tuned. (laughs) To claim your tickets to the Thrive Time Show two-day interactive business workshop for free, all you have to do is to subscribe to the Thrive Time Show on iTunes, leave an objective review, and send us confirmation at info at thrivetimeshow.com. To claim your star in the National Star Registry, all right, Thrive, and welcome we back can't help, to the help you. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, honored to serve you. And today, we have a question from a Thriver that is absolutely, absolutely normal Common, uh, one we get all the time, but it's fun to have people email us to info at thrivetimeshow.com because typically, as a business coach, our entire focus is on helping the client execute the systems and making big wins real fast, uh, helping them grow their company sustainably but quickly. Uh, but a lot of times, those questions that get asked in the meetings don't get asked by the listeners. And so, I'm excited we had a listener engage and email us to info at show the following question. Chep, what is the next question?
1: He says... How do I find plenty of good leads as a contractor or
0: remodeler without a good basis of former clients to work from? Okay, so here's what you have to do. First off, you have to gather objective Google reviews from sincerely happy clients. Now you say, how do I do that? Um, A friend of mine, this is an example. He actually went door to door. True story. Door to door saying, hi, um, I actually clean carpets. And I'm, you know, I'm a carpet cleaner. And if you would, if you would uh, allow me to clean your downstairs of your home for free, um, I would, I would, I would love. To, I'd be honored to do it. If you would just give me a review, as a res- you know, in, in exchange for cleaning your downstairs. They go, what's the catch? Uh, no catch at all. I just want to clean your downstairs in, in, in exchange for a testimonial or a review. And this was before Google reviews, so people are like, what do you mean? He goes, I just want to be able to use your name and number as a, as a testimonial because a lot of people are, you know, uh. Little bit leery of hiring me to clean their their carpet, and you know, if I could get more reviews, it'd be it'd, it'd mean the world to me. And so, probably one out of four, one out of five people would say, "Yeah, sure." Well, he did this for a long time. Well, pretty soon, when it, you you get a knock at your door, "Hi, I'm doing some carpet cleaning in your area, and I wanted to see if I could clean your carpet for fifty percent off of our our normal prices." I'm already in the area, and I wanted to see, and I've got a list of reviews. People said, "Well, can I call them?" "Yeah, call them. Absolutely. I'll come back, and I'll come back in a couple of hours." Well, people call them and boop, 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 and they're, hey, did you guys actually use them to clean your carpet? Yeah, they're phenomenal. Really? What'd they charge you? Oh, they came into the first service for free, you know? So all of a sudden, people aren't reluctant to use the service. You have to build your reputation, and that takes a while. You can't fake that. But now, with 129,000 reviews... (laughs) <laughs> and the world's greenest carpet cleaner, according to the Environmental Protection Agency, a company that uses 10 times less water than their closest competitor. I unabashedly tell you that if you want to make over $100,000 a year and you're in a market where OxyFresh is available, go to oxifresh.com and learn more about getting a franchise. I'll tell you what. Take the shortcut. Email us, info at thrivetimeshow.com. After you've done your research, type in carpet cleaning quotes. Oxyfresh is now top in the world. Top in the world. When you type in the word Oxyfresh, they are top in the world. Look look up carpet cleaning quotes. They're the number one search result in the world, according to Google, and it's because they have over 129,000 sincere objective reviews. So step one, you've got to gather those objective reviews. Step two, search engine optimization now chip why do you why do you have to begin a process of search engine optimization as soon as possible i mean we know it's not a short-term result but why do we have to start short-term right away well it turns out
1: that people are using this old internet thing and they're using google to find people and if you can come up on the top Of the organic search results, that's the results that come up naturally right below the map listing on a Google result, people will use you. They will call you and you will get what Dr. Zellner always talks about is that golden look. And that is that first opportunity to wow a new ideal and likely buyer and wow them with your service and therefore create that word of mouth.
0: And we'll put this on the show notes, but again, step one, you want to gather as many objective reviews as possible. But, but a little caveat to that, 88% of people, according to Forbes, will read a review before hiring a service provider. So you've got to have those reviews, otherwise the search engine optimization doesn't work. If you get to the top of the Google search results... And you don't have reviews, Jeff. Uh, have you seen the new elephant in the room uh, uh, page here for the contact us page? No, I haven't, dude. Let me show you this you real got quick. A new
1: page going? I don't know yeah. about. Come well, on,
0: I'll man. Pull, I'll put up on the big screen. All right, let's see so it. So, anybody out there is listening and they say, I really do want to schedule a first haircut. You can see here; it tells you what's included. All the benefits. I like it. It's got a one. It tells you about the, your first haircut's a dollar. If you're not satisfied, you get a one. You, you get your dollar back. That's amazing. Then you see video testimonials from actual clients. Oh, my God. Look at all of them. It's pretty awesome. And then if you <laughs> so click many. on the Contact Us page, you see this right here? Ooh. Look at this. Look at that. Look how nice that looks. That is looks. nice. And do you, see, do you see this? Experience Oklahoma's highest and most reviewed men's salon. That is so powerful because according to these studies, people
1: are trusting these online reviews more than recommendations from friends and family.
0: Right. Come on, man. So you've got to get those reviews. So you've got to get out there. Now, the next move is you've got to get retargeting advertisements going. Now, retargeting advertisements are the ads that follow people around on the Internet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull it up on the big screen so Chup can see it. But I'm going to go to harrys.com. Harrys.com. This is the the company that uh, uh, proclaims to be a shave above the rest. They say all you need to get started. They always offer a ridiculously awesome free trial or an entry-level trial where it's $8 for the the trial set plus free shipping. And that includes the the Truman razor with the blade, the foaming gel, the travel blade. All that's included. Now you go, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right fit. Maybe, Maybe I'm at work. Maybe I just got a cell phone call. Maybe I went to the website for the first time. On my smartphone. But now my smartphone just rang, and so I'm now distracted. When I get back home, though, and I hop on my computer, you can see, this is powerful, you can see that the Harry's ads immediately begin to pop up on Fox News. They start to show up on CNN. Right there at the top, immediately. And it's because there's a thing called retargeting ads. And a lot of people don't know how to launch retargeting ads or how to make them work, but the retargeting ads are absolutely essential because the average person has to see your ad 4.7 times. Then you need to get those social media ads. Run the ads that are only shown to your ideal and likely buyers. YouTube ads. Only show those ads to your ideal and likely buyers. Then you've got to make a no-brainer offer. Come on. A no-brainer offer until you reach the tipping point. Chup, can you clarify? Can you read the notable quotable from Malcolm Gladwell, the the author of the tipping point, the founder of the tipping point concept? Can you read his notable quotable?
1: Yeah, he says, the tipping point is that magic moment when an idea, trend, or social behavior crosses a threshold, tips, and spreads like wildfire.
0: And that's what's happening with the Thrive Time show. There's people from all over the world who are saying, oh my gosh, this program is incredible. It actually works. It doesn't make any sense not to at least give them a try because the conference is a money-back guarantee. Uh, it's the coaching day- is month-to-month. So another company to make it a no-brainer. It's unbelievable, unbelievable offer here is classic janitorial. You know, in our workshop, we get so busy. We have so much foot traffic. I mean, the place can quickly get dirty. Everywhere. But we want to make sure our place is clean. And so we could reach out to anybody, we could pay anybody to do the janitorial services, but we wanted to reach out to somebody who knew what they were doing. So we reached out to the janitorial service of choice for DuPont, for Google, for New Never heard of them. For DuPont, Google. New star these guys are the classicclean.com that's the classicclean.com let me tell you what they get our facility looking so clean before the conference it's a game changer I, I have actually contemplated using our urinals as a drinking fountain and we come back I'm going to tell you more about the classic clean stay tuned.